Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. Hello and welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and welcome to the very first episode in our brand new spanking studio here at Pathfinder. I'm really excited about this, that uh, we finally got all of this laid out, the paint up, the acoustic foam is up, we got the desks in here and the mics, so it's really exciting, and I'm even more excited that the first person to break this new podcast studio in here at Kankakee Podcast and Pathfinder is Theotis Pace. Welcome to the podcast, Theotis. Hey, Jake. Hey, man. So I'm a, I'm privileged, man. You really I'm are. privileged, man. It's not often that uh, I get the opportunity to be the first, man. I, I see the new paint. I can smell the paint. And uh, I see that you got a little dust outside the door, though, man. Yeah, you guys still got to get yeah. some of the dust up. You know, I did vacuum before you came here. I vacuumed for uh, you, Not outside. Not, not, not outside, outside the elevator, I, I, I vacuumed this hallway. I vacuumed that hallway. And then I vacuumed in here a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. I did, uh, but, I did but, this. But I feel privileged, <laughs> and I, I really um, uh, welcome this opportunity uh, to talk about the uh, things I'm involved in in the community, uh, the Kanky County NACP branch. Um, we can talk about housing. Uh, and, you know, you know, the other thing, and I know we talked about Mr. Osheski uh, recently being a former ESAT football player, but, Jake, Monday, June 26th, Beckman Park was my 47th year of dealing with structural recreational opportunities and providing service to the youth of our community. And uh, I'm I'm a blessed man. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations, yeah. thank you. Theotis. And thank you for your many years of service. Appreciate it. I mean, it's really the Eastside Bulldogs has really made a name for itself over the years. It's really become a staple and it's an organization. Ooh, institution. Institution. There yeah. Go, that man. is, that is really represented Kankakee all over the country. Yes, sir. Not just here locally in right. the, in the right. region, but all over the place. Um, and you could, you could tell me more about that because you guys travel. We travel. Oh yeah. But you know, here's, here's the key on how we collaborate with the mission of the NACP uh, being talking about equity, inclusion, diversity, uh, academic standards, uh, uh, being well aware of the current events. And and so with the collaboration of the NACP, uh, our youth council, um, Eastside Junior Football League, we deal with all those things. And if you think about the NACP leading the charge or better yet, the the fight uh, from police uh, brutality uh, to COVID nineteen to voter uh, suppression to the ruling of the Supreme Court most recent. You really uh, just put a bunch of things out there that I uh, would like to uh, 
get get deeper into each one of those things because those are all very key things that are happening. Absolutely. Not in just our area, but all over the United States and the world. Um, but first, before we go even deeper into that, um, and thanks for bringing light on those things too. Um, let's. I want to learn more about you and how you came to Kankakee and um, where your story starts. Well, I was started in Columbus, Georgia, a country boy from Columbus, Georgia. My family relocated to, uh, well, let me deal with Columbus, Georgia. As a young man, Jake, I, I saw Jim Crow. I experienced Jim Crow. Uh, I experienced racism. I saw the color and the uh, white water fountain. Uh, I saw the, uh, the cone heads, which would be the KKK, driving by. However, the elementary school that I attended was, and well, you know, sometime really growing up in that environment, I questioned was integration really meant to be because the community where I grew up, the principals, the even the young ladies, the custodians who worked in the kitchen, the custodians, all the teachers, Everybody looked like me. I would walk two or three blocks uh, from my from my home, and uh, from the YMCA, the cafeterias, the uh, restaurants, the barber shop, beauty shops, uh, the movie theater, the bus company, the cab company. Jake was all owned by blacks. Owned by blacks, so. Even as a, a second or third or fourth grader, I was deemed with the challenge of that I knew I was going to attend college. So uh, my my parents, so I got that early imprinting, imprint about goals and objectives. And if you got to figure in the 50s, it was about you have to go to college, right? My dad was from Tuskegee, Alabama, which you, I'm sure you know about yes. Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Experiment. My mother was from Montgomery. So growing up, I, I had an a inkling of Rosa Parks, the Montgomery boycott. All of that was going on. So my family, we moved to East Chicago, Indiana, which is you know, 40, 50 uh, minutes from here. Uh, so there at East Chicago Roosevelt High School, I if I flipped the script from being having black mentors to a Hank Sawacki, uh, Coach Bill Holzback, and then it was even academics. I played basketball, I ran track, uh, football, all of those things. Then I had the opportunity to leave there, and I attended Lane College in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, there I go back to HBCU, so early in printing, everything black, East Chicago and Dana, where there's diversity. I mean, it was a melting pot. Sure. 40, 40 minutes east of here is a melting pot. Yeah, you got a lot of middle class yeah. Oh, yeah, in that you got area, everything. Right? Yeah. So now I get to Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, you, I'm somewhat back into the racial. Uh, um, Segregated. There you go. Yeah. But I'm at a historic black institution. But uh, a George Thacker and all of the people uh, there, uh, Professor um, Jarman, all of that. So I've been lucky. So now I leave there, and guess what? So I get all of my um, um, my masters and everything else from Purdue University. So now I'm back in a white setting, but. Along the road, I was prepared to meet any obstacles, educationally, academically. And and so here I've been a school administrator. Uh, I worked for government. Um, uh, early on at, at Lane College, we were taught to give back in your into your community. And, and so I had an opportunity to read um, a story about Theodore Roosevelt. And one of the things he always said that what a man does for himself dies with him. But what a man does for his community live long after he's gone. So I pretty much have taken that challenge. And, and, and I can safely say all I've done was put 
something back in my community versus taking out. And and I'm going to continue to do that. And I challenge of it. There's nothing like volunteering and not to look for something in return. But when Jake or Matt O'Shesky comes back and say, Coach Pace, you remember, and you didn't think that, you know, the player or the student or whoever wasn't listening, and they come back and you um, enlighten them and you made a, a – um, an impact on them by a particular statement. And that's when you know you that's that check that is not monetarily, but you just impacted uh, a person's life. Yeah. I mean, just in the, sh- the short time that I've known you, you've definitely inspired me to, I need to volunteer more in oh, yeah. my community, you know, because I see Theotis, he's doing all of these things. And I'm like, man, like, I need to be doing that because that looks it looks great, right. you know, and it must feel great too to just give back to your community. Not necessarily, you're not looking for something in return. You just want to make a difference. But I, I but I, I've been I've been quite uh, lucky uh, with my parents, um, my wife, who I uh, I recently got married, but I was married for over 32 years, and I uh, I lost my wife Dorothy in November of '04, and I recently got married, but. The Lord has blessed me because you can only run for public office. You can only volunteer. You can only buy so many gym shoes, all-purpose shoes for students uh, and athletes, and your wife is, you know, reconciling the checkbook, <laughs> and she's asking you, well, you know, what was this check written for? Well, we I bought some kids some shoes. You paid some sign-up fees. You did this, uh, and and guess what? It's nothing wrong with paying it forward. Yes, that's that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, um, you know, again, forty forty seven years is a long time, and I've indicated to a number of young people that I cannot pass them my baton, but I can surely help light theirs. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. Something that. I wanted to, and you kind of touched on this a little while ago when you were talking about your childhood in Georgia, Mm -hmm. Um, but this was something I believe you talked about on the I'm Fine podcast with Eric Peterson Mm -hmm. and Brad Stozik, shout out to the I'm Fine crew. You were talking about, and I I never really thought about it in this light until you brought it up about um, segregation and finally breaking down that wall and saying, okay... We're going to integrate everyone. And I think, if I remember correctly, you said something along the lines of integration was the worst thing for the black community, but it wasn't in the sense that people would think, oh, he's against it. It wasn't necessarily that. It was just saying (laughs) that no one was prepared for that integration, so it just really kind of messed up the the black economy, right? Is it that, did. And Absolutely. I just I, I would love to get and your you, perspective and, on that. And Jake, just last week there was an article, <clears throat> excuse me, that was in uh the Daily Journal where ranked Illinois uh something last in the nation regarding uh black entrepreneurship or mm-hmm. black ownership of businesses. So again Growing up, and I still go back uh, to uh, Columbus, Georgia, uh, three or four times a year, but um, the cab company, it was black-owned. So that means the owner of the cab company was receiving revenue because, if nothing else, black folks was picking up the phone and catching the ride. The Liberty Theater it's a historic site now, but blacks was going to the Liberty Theater. So if you even look at uh, the state of North Carolina, bus companies, you I mean, along the line, everything was black-owned, and all of a sudden, so now I can go to Jake Lamore's restaurant because I wasn't able to before that. So now we converging, and so here we are talking. One of the major topics in this area, economic development, right? And so now the economic piece have been taken out of the black community and has been transferred 
And so now the black cab company's closing because folks who was maybe denied riding in the white guy cab. So from an economic standpoint, integration, even to not saying there's black, white teachers or anything like that, but third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, everybody, Mr. Egan, Mr. Jackson, they were black male and during that period of time, all it take was that for that male to tell you about the do's and don'ts, and the don'ts is that you're gonna turn my work in. You're not gonna miss an assignment, and you won't get no drawback from a parent. Yeah. That's what in today's society we we have left. Blacks don't have the uh startup funds to start a business, so they gotta go to small business. Or here you gotta go to EDCA and uh at Barbie's um, uh, Watson's uh, office there for, for the city of Kankakee to deem grants and uh, things of that nature. So when when I made that comment, it's from an economic standpoint. Yes. You know, I, I mean, because the segregation piece was totally wrong. So it should have been fair play. So we're talking about affirmative action even back then because— you know, Jake, there was a um, cafeteria, Davidson. Oh, man, everybody flocked to Davidson uh, uh, cafeteria. But, you know, when I work, I used to tell some of my colleagues, I wish for one day in the 60s or the 50s you would have experienced some of that, to go to the back door, get called, oh, boy, and one of you know, another thing that have kept me uh, strong, Allison Beasley, and um, I'm aware, um, I think Brian had um, Bill Young on. Oh, Brian Prairie? Yeah. Yeah, le- uh, leadership level. About le- dealing with leadership. Yes. Well, Bill knows me very well. So you, you might get three or four different sides of a Theotis pace. Yeah. I can be aggressive. I don't feel I have to go to school board meeting, uh, city council, county board meeting, and be on the open mic. Why? It's based on relationships. Anybody, the the county board members, the aldermen, school board, I can talk to these people. It's only when Theodos Pace is going to be on the open mic is when he have exhausted all avenues Children are naturally drawn to art and the creative process. For them, it can be a form of expression as they explore the materials, gain confidence, and feel a sense of competency as they create something based on their own ideas and efforts. That's why Little Me's Studio in Bourbon A created the Big Kids Art Lab for ages 5 to 12. Little Me's Studio crafted this safe space for your big kid to slow down, be in the moment, and be comfortable making messes while trying something new. Big Kids Art Lab meets every Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. at Little Me Studio across the street from Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A. Studies indicate that art making has so many positive effects for the brain, body, mind, and heart. Enroll in one class at littlemestudio.com or sign up for the entire session and save. littlemestudio.com to sign up for Big Kids Art Lab. Make sure you follow Little Me Studio on Facebook and Instagram. When you've exhausted those efforts or to call up those people, you have those relationships. So then the shit is on. (laughs) Yeah, then you're like, Uh, okay. uh, And I'm going to take the gloves off. Um, Most people call me message man. (laughs) <laughs> That's a nickname. That, uh, That's a that, good one. That I haven't heard that one. That was by Allison and Bill. Okay. Because when, yeah. I, when I'm coming, I'm bringing you a message because there's been uh, something unfairly done to an individual or a group of people. And, and so we're trying to rectify it because guess what? I live here. Jake, I maintain that I'm probably one of the highest taxpayers in the city. Maybe the count because I'm a landlord. So if I'm a landlord and I'm paying taxes, I I have a voice. And all I'm asking you to do is listen 
And the worst thing is when a, you, you meet with a person and they don't listen, and and I'm not conveying, and I'm, let me make this clear. Majority of the time when I'm conveying something, it does not benefit me. It, in, it, it benefits a group of people, young folks, people who don't have a voice, the homeless. I have issues with uh, some of the— um, um, rules and regs on how the city might be dealing with the homeless, okay? And I clearly understand I live in Kankakee, so should all the p- homeless people converge on the city of Kankakee or do Bourbon and, and, and Bradley and everybody, you know, be a part of that. But, again, it's about relationships, and I'm getting to the point where some of our lawmakers— are uh, are not lawmakers. Um, they should adhere to their duties and responsibility of providing a service to the people they they represent, and that's that's why you run for public office. And I've I've done the park district. I ran for mayor. I ran for council, uh, alderman. I've done it, so I know the process. And it's in this day and time. You 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 got to raise money um, to to uh, garner those individual votes, but I also know that some people might not want the Otis Pays to be downtown or wherever because I'm not going to be the typical person. I'm not a yes person, but at the same time, an individual like me uh, who are viewed to have a relationship with Chef Downing or Jim Rowe or Andy Wheeler or Chris Curtis, well, in some form, parts of the community, and I'm going to use this term, a tongue, meaning that I'm, I'm sort of in bed or re- my relationship with whites. It's about I have the relationship to impact the, our community in a positive way by having the relationship where I can dialogue with the individuals that are in, if we want to use the word, in office or in charge. So let's look at the the other side of that, though. Uh, let's say you don't have these relationships. Got to be a little radical then. Yeah, but what is that? Why is it more important to have those relationships than just to be radical and have this uh, kind of a one sided approach? Well. I, I can't in this in my lifetime. I can never see uh, a Montgomery boycott. I don't see individuals coming together to do something in a common goal, a common narrative for three hundred and some days. As the president of the NACP, I go over here to Jewel. I get upset with the store manager, and I said, "Man, we're gonna boycott you." All right. So, what is a boycott? Or I get mad and I say, man, I'm going to boycott you to next year. And the media is there. They're going to say that certain person stated they're going to boycott for a year. A year is, that's 300 plus days, right? Right. Versus picking up the phone, starting with the manager, trying to build that bridge of understanding with him. Then you go continue to go up the ladder to corporate to impact and effect change that way. The radical piece comes in when everybody just turned a deaf ear and not listening to you at all. Yeah. I feel like you just offer a very unique perspective on this situation just because you were born into the segregated era and then you were coming up as a young adult in the integration, yeah. But I watch uh, Dr. King, right? I, you know, I'm 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 well aware of um, Reverend um, Sharpton, Sharpton. You know, yeah. I know Jesse Jackson. He's a fraternity brother. We we my fraternity is a fraternity where we promote uh, to be progressive, progressive thinking, creative thinking, and all I'm just saying is sometimes. You have to be able to be creative to impact change, to impact a young man's life, whether it's 
having that one-on-one conversation and say, man, so what you're thinking that uh, you feel negative about, let me give you my history. I've seen you, you going on what you heard. I've seen the Klansmen. I've seen the uh, segregated South, the water fountains. Um, I, I, got my, I have my science book in there, uh, Jake Lamore's name in it. It's already five years old. So the white books are being shipped to the black schools. But it was those teachers who was committed and passion, passionate about providing black kids a quality of education. And they had gone to historic black uh, universities and college because they also were impacted by Jim Crow. So what are the things that we're seeing right now in Kankakee County as far as the, uh, you know, racial inclusion, all those things that you were just talking about earlier, what are some of the things were that are have improved and things that still need to be improved? Well, you can have a conversation with, uh, which I've had, uh, but it, it still goes back to your lawmakers. You and I live in the city, but you would think that your lawmakers a progressive and, you know, individual who thinks somewhat outside the box that there's a project of $5 million. Someone should be saying, um, what about some minority individuals receiving some benefit from a particular project? Okay, and, and, and be mindful now. I'm not the kind of person that just say, you know, you have to be black. So... The NACP, every other month, we meet with all law enforcement, okay? That means um, from the village of Bourbonnet, Bradley, Kankakee, Mantino, uh, our sheriff department, just to name a few, right? And we meet there, and we're talking about building that bridge of the black community, black and brown community, and building that bridge because guess what? There's a lack of trust, particularly in the black community, because of what's going on nationally with young black men being shot by particularly white police officers. So it's our effort to ensure that something that happened in a Cleveland, Ohio, or Ferguson, Missouri, does not happen here in Kankakee. And what do you do to try to prevent those situations well, we have, in those meetings. Well, we have uh, um, Donna Sample, uh, who works for Option. We have about uh, 53 individuals that make up the Kankakee County Crisis Response Team to meet any civil unrest that happened, that, that group of people, because social media is a dangerous thing. And a lot of times what you see on Facebook is not true. So if someone posts uh, Coach Pace shot by white officer, but nobody's asking what did Coach Pace do, you, you, you see, so somebody have to be able to rectify and make sure there's truth to uh, the uprise, you know, where individuals is all upset about things that's happening. So, our response team uh, investigate and uh, involve themselves with uh, under Sheriff Chad Gessner and other people from the sheriff office and the relationship with the respective police department. Then we have the 10 shared principles because Jake and Theotis uh, officers, our wives want us to come home. When we go to two to 10 shift, they want us home at 10, about 1045. They want to make sure we return so guess what? We uh, here again. The ten shared principles uh, is a uh, those ten items is where we have been signed um, and have the relationship with all of the respective uh, municipalities in Kankakee County and across uh, the state of Illinois. So, ten shared principles eliminate. Racial bias central uh, entry examination, adopting uh, approach that consider every aspect of an applicant background, 
supporting retention of low-income and first-generation students. So that goes back to what? What the, what the uh, Supreme Court just did with what? The Supreme Court where they took away the, um, um, the student loans piece. Yes. But so the 10 shared principles is, again, about building that bridge between law enforcement and our respective communities. So the only way you can do that is improve the trust with police, law enforcement, and our respective communities, and uh, have citizens and law enforcement to know how to de-escalate things. And so those are the, those are the two initiatives, the 10 shared principles and our response team. And I maintain today that the NACP is probably, of Kankakee County, I should say, is probably one of the most diverse organizations in the county. And uh, our response team is quite diverse, to meaning that we can impact the community if there was ever any civil uprise. Right. A lot of people like myself, until recently, the last couple of years, I just thought the NAACP was, oh, that's just black uh, only black people can be a part of it. That's all it is, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually, there's, uh, like you said, there's a lot of diversity in that. And it's actually anyone can join. Anyone can join. It's, uh, and it's not a lot of money. It's only $30 a year uh, that, that, you know, we can um, that become a member. But uh, we, we have um, committees such as Political Action who put on our candidates forum. We have education, economic development, our youth council, our health uh, committee. And I want to shout out to uh, Jeanette uh, Jones and Debbie Case. Uh, Jeanette is a um, uh, director of nursing, REN out at Shapiro. Debbie Case worked for St. Mary's. As of to date, they're probably, they may be over 300 plus individuals that they have been involved in with CPR. Why CPR? What happened to Devin Hamlin, the the cornerback oh, yes. for the B- Buffalo Bills? So we took that that incident and turned it to something that we need to provide a service to to make people more aware of how important uh, CPR is. So you know, those are some of the things that that we're doing. Yeah, kind of, doing. kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about taking a negative situation, Turn it turning it into something positive. You know, right. you you take those national uh, attention situations headlines, and you say, okay, let's make sure that doesn't happen here. Let's do some get together, or let's do a training, or let's do a meeting, or a series of meetings, or mm-hmm. uh, these different events to educate people on how we can prevent these things. You know, because, again, uh, crisis response team, and I want to make it clear, is committed to reducing crime, uh, strengthening uh, relationship between law enforcement and the community, uh, and building and improving policies. And and so once uh, individuals are aware that they know, case in point, uh, our executive committee, individuals from our um, um, uh, legal redress and uh, political action uh, committee uh, is in the in process now of meeting with the di- uh, different um, shifts. Kankakee, 62, 2 to 10, 10 to 6 shifts. So we're going to have members meeting with those different officers at the different shifts to establish that relationship because now Officer knows you, I know the officer, and that only, what, improves the relationship between um, uh, officers at Mantino or um, St. Ann, um, Bradley, Bourbonnet, Kankakee, and our sheriff department. So for an example, would it be, let's say, an officer knows this person and there's a situation that comes up? where maybe they can reach out to that person to get information? Is that kind of the idea well, behind that? It, it's, it's that um, we'll even um, have vests, you know, there's, uh, each member have a vest, response team, NACP logo, and is that they're there and, and it's being worked out with our sheriff department between 
uh, staffer and again, under Sheriff Chad Gessner, where you can be recognized of what's your purpose of why you're there. And we can be able to diffuse whatever situation, incident that might be transpired. And are you finding that you're able to work well with all of these local law enforcement agencies, whether uh, they're white or black or brown? We, yeah, you, because you, find... you know what? It starts at the top. Um, if you have Mayor Curtis on speed dial, you should also have the chief of police on, on speed dial. And I, I want to make sure that uh, the family— to the young man last night who were who was shot uh, over on North Park, but um, let me just show you how the relationship is. And um, with that, um, last night the relationship is such that uh, you have um, the chief of police at one forty four this morning um, is given a report. On 7-Eleven at 10-15, KPD responded to multiple shots fired. So he's making the NACP aware of what transpired of shots fired incident. And I just said, thanks, Chief, uh, and praying for the family. So, again, that's building the bridge because somebody else, uh, because Jake said, no, I, I, I have this information. This is what currently have. Now, and then I also looked on Facebook earlier, here you have the uh, mayor of the city also posting, making the citizens aware what have transpired in the city. So, Jake, I know where you live. I live on the west side, right? Whatever happened in Kankakee affects somebody in Mantino, directly or indirectly, because we're all here together as a coach, I'm always saying there's no I in team. So as a county, we're all impacted by any negative piece that happened, whether it's in the city or village of Bradley or Bourbon or Mantino. That's how we have to look at things. It might in, impact you directly, but it, it impacts you in some ways. You, you mentioned earlier systematic racism. Um, some people believe in it. Some people don't. And I want to hear your, if someone comes up to you and they ask you what it is, or they ask you why it's important, or just simply explaining it, because I think that kind of uh, can go over people's heads sometimes, and they don't necessarily. Some of the rights that you have, I had not been bestowed upon to do. Affirmative action. So the like of me being able to be free to have the same rights as others would impact me in a totally different way than most, or I would say most of some of my white counterparts. So economically, that means I, I would not be able to garner the same wage as another person if I've already been discriminated against. So systemic racism is, I would say, is, it is quite long and are we, uh, you know, in my, some of my conversations, even yesterday or earlier today, how are we going to close the gap on that? The Supreme Court is not helping us with the affirmative action. Uh, James Brown, uh, in the, I guess, 60s or 70s, he had a song, and, and some of the lyrics was, just open up the door and I get it myself. So the systemic racism that I can't succeed because somebody's put up all the obstacles, but if they just open it, I can be able to get it myself, which means the racist part have prevented me from being equal that I can be successful without obstacles and, uh, you know, being faced with the um, lack of equity and inclusion and diversity. And that's where, that's where those things come into come play. In, right? That's why you're seeing more organizations focus on the equity of their company. They want to make sure that they've got a diverse pool of employees. You, you, you have to have a diverse workforce to be able to really get a good product because you want different ideas flowing 
all around you. And, and, um, and so that's, that's one of the piece, but you know, here's a, here, and this, this is going to be crazy. Um, but I I think sometimes systemic racism works in a two way street, uh, because a lot of times we're looking at from a perspective of a, from a white perspective, then we have to look at it. How do have Theotis Pace ever contributed to systemic racism? You see, most mm-hmm. people don't, don't. I mean, all the things that we do, um, it, it has to be looked at from a perspective. Uh, how honest are we to have that talk? And I stated earlier, most of us, I don't have a problem, but most people don't want to talk about race. Or Jake going to say, well, Theodos don't hold me accountable for my great-granddad. You know, I know you didn't have anything to do with it, but it, it, it happened. And don't count me for what something that my granddad did, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So you're, so you're saying that needs to be let, let go of? Or I mean, I'm not going to blame you for something <laughs> someone else did. Yeah. But— it should help educate yourself to see people for what they are, meaning fairness. And I like that you pointed out, too, that it's not just what, what do, you know, like, I'm white. What what does the white community need to do? But also, what does the black community need to do for the white people, right? And it, it needs to be a— It has to be a dialogue. Uh, yeah. Because, again, I live here. Right. I've been in the Qantas, the JCs. Uh, I joined those organizations because, again, it's about you can you can have those relationships with people other than if most of the time if I walk into a meeting and Stevie Hunter, Alderman Carl Brown, or Perry Irvin, Alderman Steve, uh, Reggie Jones, I might not go sit with them. I might go somewhere and sit opposite them. Because I talk to those guys every day anyway, but guess what? I don't talk to you every day, Jake, so guess what? We can make a difference because at the same time, Matt Jr., yourself, and I know Matt Sr. over at People's Bank there, I can pick up a phone and have a heck of a conversation with Matt. We don't talk every day, and guess what else I know? Matt and I are not going to think alike, and so guess what? So we can uh, mediate come together on the change of something where we see things differently. But the common thing is where we can come together. So you got 10 issues. Are you going to agree on all of them? No. Something, I mean, brother's not going to agree on everything. Oh, sure. You know, so, but it's about even having that, that dialogue is a plus because it's that relationship that you have. You can pick up the phone, let's talk, how are we going to address this? My friends, we just had could have a heck of a disagreement last night. But guess what? Six, seven, eight o'clock the next morning, hey, man, let's go to breakfast. <laughs> that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. How are we going to solve the, the problem? Even though we disagreed, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan <laughs> in Bear Country. <laughs> but I like Franco Harris, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Yeah, you know. I'm a, I'm still a fan, so yeah. uh, you know I might not care too much for Green Bay, but I'm a still a fan. Mm-hmm. And so, are we gonna totally disagree? You're a Bear fan, uh, and I'm a Steeler. No, I'm gonna go to Bears game, but I'm expect you to go to Steelers game with me. <laughs> you know, so I'm a Cubby fan. Yeah, well, you know, and that's what I love, and I'm very grateful that you wound up in Kankakee and stayed for all these years because I Thank feel you. like. You've been such an important bridge yourself between bridging between uh, all communities, not just the white and the black, but all uh, races and communities in Kankakee County. I just feel like it's been super important to have you here to help kind of realize, hey, we all have common goals. Let's Jake, I'm work share, together. I'm going to share some with you. And uh, if I'm going to be sincere about this. Um, and it's somewhat been on my heart, but if you track the history of following Dr. King, 
before his assassination, Dr. Uh, King was changing, meaning he was also becoming somewhat radical. If you follow some of his speeches, and I'm I'm sort of at a at a point of my legacy here, and and I still believe my approach have been successful, but I think sometimes you might have to change a game plan to get uh, individuals' uh, uh, attention, particularly those ones who are impacting those individuals who the NACP or the Eastside Junior Football League or our youth council are just dealing with our youth and the voiceless in our community and individuals are are not doing what they're doing. So do you approach, do you change the game plan? I do. Third quarter, a um, uh, we're going to have to come out with a, a different offense or uh, let's change, make some adjustments with our defense. And I just think in 2023, uh, we can we can give our people uh, in, in Kankakee a little more, particularly our school districts, and um, I, I don't. Uh, I just think we can we can give our students. We might have all the resources, but are we actually actually dotting the I and really we're truly crossing the T and truly 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 providing a quality of education? Are we providing equity? Are we providing inclusion, diversity in our workforce? Our police department, but and I'm going to go back to because that was one of the piece. I clearly understand regarding law enforcement. Uh, we gave two scholarships out this year, uh, particularly those individuals that was at the career center who was in law enforcement, because we're trying to build that bridge, and there's a like of people of color want to be police officers. So how do you do that? You either grow your own. You go out to the career center and you, you put your resources there to put more people in your respective community who look like us. That's what you have to do. And, and so you, you have to do that. Make people aware that. And, and so I can't criticize uh, Chief Jake because he's not hiring black folks as in law enforcement because guess what? The pool there's none there. <laughs> and yeah. you ready? Here's another one. I, I, I have some heck of conversation. How come Jake didn't, didn't hire anybody? Well, the first question, how many people applied? Yeah. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, being an NACP president is it's not an easy job because you, you're getting called out. Some people, and you stated it, have a misconception of the NACP. Most of them just think it's black. We only deal with um, uh, complaints, but we deal with health department, uh, health committee, chronic diseases, AIDS, high blood pressure. We can just go on and down the line. Our initiative was making people more aware of CPR, economic development, political action. We host candidates for them to enlighten the community on the respective candidates who you should vote for, economic development. Um, You can go uh, small business. You can go to the city economic development agency, apply for funds. There's webinars to help black folks become owners of their respective business. You know, so I've just gone from health, education, political action, economic development, housing. We have a relationship, and I guess I can name the financial institution. Yeah. But we have a a heck of a relationship with Melton State Bank to enhance um, first-time home buyers, how to build your credit. I mean, financial literacy, even for our youth council, how how you can budget your funds, all of that. It's just not about complaints discrimination. I'm glad you pointed that out because that was definitely a question I was going to ask is what other misconceptions do people have about the NAACP and you just listed them all yeah, out I mean, there. It's, I mean, yeah. all of them impact their community. Right. It's well-rounded. It, 
you know, it's not just a, uh, yeah, give me a complaint. I'll take care of it. It's much more than it's making sure those complaints don't happen is what it should be or trying to prevent them. You try to be proactive. Yeah, right. right? Proactive instead of reactive. You can pick up the phone, Sheriff Downey, or they pick up the phone and make you aware of something transpiring that you can indulge yourself in to prevent it from happening. Because yeah. you are open to having that conversation that with them. Right. And uh, and they're open to, talk, you know, it's, but, to, as you said, two-way street. But guess what? Yeah. And some of those conversations could be uh, where my voice is, uh, is a little more vocal. Because now I'm trying to make uh, a point versus we're sitting there trying to be somewhat civil. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying sometimes you ha- you have to change a game plan because I'm getting some man. I've never seen Jake respond like that. Well, Jake is serious about this particular issue more than the one last week. Well, and, and the fact that you are recognizing that, hey, we need to change our approach a little right. bit or our game plan and – tweak it a little bit because it's not working as well as it was a year ago or however long it right. was. So and the fact that you recognize that is super important. Yeah. And I feel like that's the you, only way. You, uh, because um, I just, I just maintain that the quality of life I live here, the river walk, it's going to be a plus. Um, but we got to, we got to bring uh, other individuals here in the city into the county, and I'm well aware because there's a housing shortage. How do we get people to move to Kankakee? How do we get developers to come and want to bring their companies and build homes and condos? Ready? Workforce, education. You got to have a viable workforce and to have a viable workforce, you got to have a very good school. Right. Schools. And I know that. And some and amenities. We have the river. Right. And, you know. Yeah. And I parks. mean. Parks. Right. And, you know, you've been working closely with Kankakee Community College and all mm-hmm. kinds of different programs that yep. the uh, low-income people can sign up for so they can get right into the workforce and they can make a decent wage. You know, we just met with uh, Mid-America uh, Carpenters Union. We have five slots that we're looking for individuals, particularly, you know, individuals look like me, and I guess, you know, part of the affirmative action that we want to get an apprenticeship uh, to be a carpenter. And I'm talking about building houses and all of those things. You can be able to make that seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 and feed your family. Relationship with Dr. Board and KCC, with the diesel program, truck driving, repair to repair an 18-wheeler in that diesel engine. Those are the things, and unlike what I indicated earlier growing up in the South, and my dad is saying, you're going to go to Savannah State, or you're going to go to uh, Fort Valley or wherever, Tuskegee, it's unlike you, uh, a young person, man, woman, young lady, do not have to go to college, a four-year institution, to feed their families. They, you can have as an array of skills um, uh, principles that they can be able to do, uh, computer science, uh, diesel, uh, mechanics, all of those things, um, IT. And so the time have shifted, and so we have to shift with the time. How are we going to be able to um, make our kids successful where they're not, where they do not become a part of the criminal justice mm-hmm. system? Yeah. That's the key right there. Right. Well, I know, Theotis, we could go on forever and ever. Mm-hmm. There's so many things to talk about between just yourself, the NAACP here in Kankakee, right. uh, Eastside Bulldogs. Um, is there anything else you want to let people know about yourself or the NAACP uh, before we well, wrap up? I'm looking for some volunteer coaches for football. There you go. And if some people got some some young people who want to play uh, football ages uh, uh, five through fourteen, they can definitely get in touch with me, or come down to Beckman Park Monday through Thursday from five to seven. The our youth council meets uh, every uh, fourth Monday, 
third floor of the library at 5 o'clock, and we're doing a, an array of things with our youth. We're planning on uh, doing a couple of, if, if I would, the simple word would be field trips, but they are exposure-type trips uh, where we want to educate um, and have our students made them aware of their environment, Chicago. Uh, even in 2023, uh, you'll be surprised. Have some young people really been in a, a motel room, meaning have they stayed overnight? Have they been in the swimming pool? Have they been to the uh, Afro-American Museum in D.C.? Have they rode that charter bus? Have they been on Delta, United America, in the Southwest to fly there? Do they know how to use a fork and a knife? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you you, you see, see? Yeah, that's simple, huh? Like that, to that, where they do, don't. Do you know how to really use a fork and knife? Yeah. Do you open the door for a young lady? Those are a lot of things that we're missing. Do you pull the chair out for the young lady? It's true. I mean, simple gestures make big impacts. Really and, and so that's my other name. That's yeah. the crazy guy. <laughs> and all I'm trying to do is teach the young man or the young lady because all of those things, the simple piece of using that fork and knife to open a door for a young lady, to pull a chair, to say, yes, Mr. Jake, no, Mr. Lamore. That's Those are real simple things. And guess what? It's about something that we like. Uh, that we're not teaching individuals, and guess what? It's a simple word, R-E-S-P-E-C, respect. Aretha, Aretha Franklin sang it best, right? Yeah. So Those yeah. are the things, and it, it's simple. And sometimes we have to go back to first, you know, yeah. not third base. Sometimes we have to go to first. Matter of fact, go back home, home plate, and say, let's run that, those bases again. And now being the little league coach, because that's, <laughs> yep. a, that's the way you run the bases. Yeah, Life is no different. That's true. And, and so in the game of life, Friday night game with my family back in the day when they was kids, along that game of life, there's obstacles. Game of Monopoly. Go to jail. You got to pay some rent. Uh, you know, taxes. It's the game of life. Yeah. And a lot of times we all start in that game of life at the same starting space. Yeah. It's sometimes we're just not at some of the same spaces in between. So, so <laughs> now with that comes to a topic, systemic racism, discrimination, the lack of equity or inclusion. And I, and you ask me what can some of the things, my, my inner circle, we always think that most people – don't include the thinking of how we think, meaning blacks. But with the NACP, we're always thinking about inclusion and diversity. You know, how the committee will look, how uh, is our panel for the candidates form. We can't have all black folks. No. <laughs> you, you see? So we're automatic, you know, thinking how about diversity and and you can look at a lot. You and some of our institution, they take a picture and it's all white folks there. Mm -hmm. So is it good or bad, or is it just that they not they have not made an assertive effort to change that narrative? Yeah. And and so my answer to you, can we change the narrative to be inclusive or thinking how would things be if everything was above board? And everybody had the same opportunity. And before you go too, how can people um, look up the NAACP or, or website, get a hold of you? Our website is www.kankakeecountybranchnacp.org. 815-932-0858 is our office number. We're located at, our office is located at 657 East Court Street, Suite 205. And our email address is easy, naacp3035 at aol.com. Okay. And we do a little Twitter, but I, those, oh, are the, sure. those are the key things. And <laughs> yeah. I got to get with um, the person that you said. Yes, Brian. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we're going to improve on our marketing yeah. and want to be a little more uh, uh, visible to get our message, our initiative out into the community. Because, again, 
from our perspective, we also want to be inclusive. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we want, we mean inclusive that we want to share our initiative that people at least made aware of what transpiring in our community, particularly with the NACP. Absolutely. Right. Well, Theotis, this has been a pleasure. Oh, man. In, hey, invite <laughs> me back next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can we can make, uh, but I, I tell you what, I actually um, watch Bill yeah. at, at, at his podcast. And yeah. I was I was listening to him, and, and I got, matter of fact, I might have to call him up because uh, he made a comment in his podcast that um, I made an impact on him. Oh, see? Well, man. That, like what, I said, you about you've that? made an impact on so oh, many different man. people. Yeah. So. And that was leadership. Yeah. You'll be surprised, you know, the little things that you pick up from uh, individuals. Yeah. and and But then that's, again, what makes America great and our community stronger. With about unity and improving upon the quality of life. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Theotis. Appreciate it. This river.